0: Uh, hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Immaterial Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it. My name's Mad Davigan, um, part-time mercenary and uh,
1: aspiring sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> aspiring. Keep working at it, Dave. You'll get there one day. Um, my name's Sam, and did I, really, did I really say those things last night in your tent? You said you love me. I don't remember that. You lied to me. No, I just was myself last night. I suppose my power enchanted you and you were helpless against it. Sort of. Then what? (laughs) It went away. Went away. I dwell in darkness without you. And it went away, Joe.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sam, I I didn't realise you were
1: going
0: to read us your wedding night speech to your wife. (laughs) Um, It's confusing.
2: Uh, I'm Joe, and I've consulted the bones, and this film is (laughs) batshit. So uh, this week, um, against our better judgment, and for reasons
0: that, um, honestly, the it will take a, sort of a Nuremberg trial esque kind of setup to get to the bottom of. We watched or well, rather, nineteen eighty uh, kind of like fantasy epic Willow, uh, a movie which no one has seen in the entire world except for <laughs> Joe.
2: <laughs> you say that, but this this is this is like a fairly popular film. You say that as if nobody's watched it. It is, it or was a very popular film, Dave. Joe, was, I don't know it. if this
0: is one of those things where it was a very popular film, or you you just happened to have it on VHS. No, it absolutely, like there's absolutely, a real thing. In, it absolutely,
2: like, it absolutely was a, a popular film. That's why they're bringing it back as a TV series this year.
0: Yeah, they never reboot something just because of
1: creative bankruptcy, Joe. The, the, this is this is a film that we've well we've got joe on a movie podcast welcome joe and that's because he forced us with, <laughs> through a pain of death to watch this movie and and joe i think this is probably one of your childhood like favorites it is. Isn't it? this is the usual yeah. thing that we have where you watch whatever you have on vhs and that's yeah. it that's yeah. the exposure
2: yeah and um Yeah, I say watched it. We watched it loads. It was one of the family favourites. And I haven't watched this in years. um, So, you know, watching this again was an experience. Um, It doesn't doesn't quite hold up. Thank God physical media is dead, eh? (laughs) Uh, However, I I do still maintain that this is more popular than Dave... Or was more popular than Dave's making out to be. Well, it made money,
0: I suppose, Joe. But, like, it's not a movie we ever watched. Or I was... I, I mean, like, when you said Willow, I think i was vaguely familiar with you know a bit, the warwick davies in the costume but like i've never seen the movie and i i've never spoken about the movie with
1: anyone so that's what i'm saying is that it's missed me entirely i think i think you'd call it forgotten i think this is a yeah. forgotten uh yeah. film and and you know there's probably reasons for that <laughs> probably as, probably good reasons yes but probably excellent <laughs> Perfectly prominent <laughs> reasons for to, for us for people to not really remember this, and I think I think the vast majority, um, uh, or, or, or the, the biggest reason for that, is a small film, little indie movie from you know New Zealand called The Lord of the Rings, which basically <laughs> which basically took like fantasy movies and made them cool rather than this weird. Like and there's something about eighties at There's something about eighties fantasy movies. They're all fucking weird. Like uh, the Land Before Time. Weird. The what's the what's the one with David Bowie in Labyrinth. Uh, Labyrinth. Weird as shit. Oh, it is. It's, yeah. You know, like there's all there's just something going on about the, the, the these fantasy movies, and I think this Willow sits in that basket of like off-putting, just a little bit. Like what the f- is going on? I don't connect with any of this. It's it's definitely before fantasy was before fantasy was cool
0: and i will say lord of the rings is a good part of that but it's also kind of like before any of this fantasy stuff was particularly like
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know likable or mainstream i should say at all because this is like kind of very anti mainstream it's like it's like a lot of 80s sci-fi where it's all quite weird and it's doing stuff and it's out there and like if you made this film today there's loads of stuff you'd be like. There's just no way anyone will will like accept this. Uh, the brownies, we'll talk about them in a minute. But like, there's lots of things in this movie that are like, and there's what, and you know, you're like, but why is that in here? Like, what possible purpose is that serving to the script? And there's mm-hmm. kind of like a hundred things in this movie where you're like scratching your head and thinking, well, I thought I was in for X, and if, instead they've given me all an army of, this of pigs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They've given me letters that have not yet been invented. Uh, I'm not really quite sure what I'm going to do with all that or what word I'm going to make, but there we go. And um, what I would say about this
2: as well though is that like we're saying like Lord of the Rings is obviously like the pinnacle of, you know, fantasy films and things, but they had the benefit of the books to kind of draw on that and they do a fantastic job. So don't get me wrong, like those books are kind of oh yeah. They could have made those terrible because those books are confusing as did Lord hell. of the
0: Rings last week, Joe. Move on. But what and, I'm saying is, what I'm God. saying
2: is, the fact that they had
1: those books to be able to pull on helped them make the movies. They had, they had the benefit of 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 uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, the, yeah. the 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 <laughs> bringing together, like you know what's coming, bringing together the the, the mythology of Old England, <laughs> transplant, creating a new a new mythology for us to to, to all centre around and say, oh, that makes sense. And this film, this film, ladies and gentlemen, had. The Star Wars adult brain of George Lucas. <laughs> that's yeah, what it has. Kind <laughs> of a brain. Yeah.
0: like that's your first step, is like this was conceived by George the prequel trilogy Lucas. <laughs> who obviously, as history has taught us, you really don't want to give this guy a long leash. Like he made this incredibly influential like trilogy of movies that I think Benefited from the fact that he was on a limited budget and a short leash because he was a new director, and like this is kind of like, oh, it's that Star Wars guy. Let's just like drive trucks full of money up into this quarry in Wales where he's inexplicably filming because they said <laughs> no to him filming in China. I'm sure we'll circle
2: back to that. I mean, just like, to, just to give another example of George Lucas. Do we even need to mention Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? That's another one of his.
1: He wrote the story yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 got he's got this um, singular vision for movies, <laughs> and I think I think it's it, it's it's kind of what makes this film work. At the same time, though, to be fair to George, to be fair to George Lucas, the greatest uh, mark, uh, toy salesman in in history. Uh, like we, he's been successfully hiding his chin for forty five years as well. <laughs> uh, I really do think that's. Quite that man, that man has the straightest cut neck beard you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> uh, sorry, George, but y- you do. And so I think when when it all comes to it, you have to imagine like where this film can't exist without George, and also it kind of shouldn't with George as well. Do you know what I mean? It's going to sit there in that funny that funny space, but. We love George Lucas, don't we? who could, yeah. could, uh,
2: could
0: mixed feelings, mixed feelings. I love some of the things he's done. Um <laughs> And I
1: dislike well, some the of the th- other things he's done like one movie one movie at the start of the best was saved by everyone else. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. But you are uh, I think you're Sam. right
2: on this one though. I do think that like if it was even like a couple of years either side, I don't think this film gets made. Like I don't think this gets made in the nineties even. Yeah, it's, it's a real
0: like it's The big a real thing, Joe, the big movie, thing is like, it's George Lucas, George Lucas wants to make this movie and you've got a lot of cachet in the 80s after Star Wars where, you know, it's this enormous phenomenon and, and it's kind of like, well, I, th- I would assume that even just the being, oh, it's a George Lucas joint and it's Lucas film at the start, which you can't help but notice, like, that's getting bums on seats and probably accounts mm. for why this movie made as much money as it did.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, in Willow, 19, 1988... A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah. So this baby thing, like, <laughs> weird. I, is this a, is this a good place to start? We 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 start with there is a baby, and pretty much the whole mm. movie, you know, like Frodo and the One Ring, is. <laughs> is Warwick Davis this is the one this is the one baby it's the one baby we're walking around with this fucking goddamn baby well no what
0: we start with Sam is a voiceover telling us that this queen has abducted every pregnant woman in the land and I'm like (laughs) yeah fuck me do you have people like listening at doors to people shagging and being like Oh, that sounds like it. She might be pregnant. Let's haul her off to the dungeons. Like, how do you affect this kind of logistical well, thing? I'm not.
1: I don't. I don't want to call you out for you're not. You're your pregnant women large, but I mean, there is there is there is a way to tell when someone's pregnant. I mean, I'm no, I know there is. Saying, Sam, what I'm saying is, saying is saying that, that
0: like, is that not every woman is noticeably pregnant? Like from the second they're pregnant to when they give birth. What I'm saying is, like, there's quite a lot of detective work involved in this medieval kingdom of Probably. rounding up every pregnant woman, imprisoning them below this castle, looking yeah. for the one with the right birthmarks. I mean, what are you doing with the rest of these babies? <laughs> like, I mean, we know. We're throwing them off cliffs. We're, we're throwing it, it, these it, babies I mean, off cliffs, but...
1: It's it's <laughs> on Sparta that's going on it here. And I don't, I don't really... I can't read. help but think this would not
2: make you a popular ruler. Um, no,
1: and I, and I don't. I mean, there's just lots going on. But, but that's, but that's we, what
2: the that's what the baby. So the baby's called Alora Dannon, and the reason that this queen is throwing babies off cliffs is because apparently this Alora <laughs> Dannon or this this baby is destined to be her downfall. Effectively, so rather than just like you know, I don't know, try and beat the prophecy another way, her response is to like kill every female child. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we don't get the name of the baby, Joe, for about. No, minutes, no, we, I feel, yeah. In this movie. You, well, um, the the big the big the ball of light tells you, doesn't it?
1: Um, does it? And who could yes. tell what the hell this? Let's name is Let's just keep it's referring to to it it's the a baby. Terrible name. The baby. All the names. Are, name. All the ter- all the names are terrible. Sam, it's it's. You know, in the same way that in, in in Lord of the Rings, and we will stop talking about Lord of the Rings, but in the same way that you have Sauron, Saruman. I mean, for fuck's sake. I will, sake talking, I will never stop talking
2: about Lord of the Rings, Sam.
1: Just about fantasy
0: it. is just a shit show of like. But come on. It's a name on. that you couldn't possibly
1: like differentiate from this other name. I mean, they don't have apostrophes um, in the names, but that's in the a slap bang in the middle two maybe or three. But at least there's. I just give us give us a simple name that we can follow. Do you know just, what I mean? Like, what the hell does that mean? Just yeah. call her Susan. But this it's baby, then, season. but this baby, this baby is the chosen one. And this baby's going to do something, not really sure what. But Downfall. she's going to kind of restore balance to the force and <laughs> take down the evil emperor. Sorry, but Queen. But first, Sam, but first, she has to be
0: put in a basket of woven from reeds and sent down the river uh, to the pharaoh. I mean, not the pharaoh, sorry, the shire. I mean, not quite the shire, but basically the shire. The Bible, no, it's
1: not the Bible. We're not, we're not doing the Bible. It's not Moses in the not basket. Not yet. Not
0: yet. I mean, it is a baby Ooh. going down a river in a basket, Sam. Like, there's an allegory there. This film was made by a bunch too, of white Christian men. Too, they're too trying ad- to go for something I, here.
1: I think that's totally coincidental. How they're dare trying you. to, uh, trying
2: to escape some pig rat dog things. I don't know what they are. How? Oh, the uh, but I, I read some
0: trivia, Joe. They are Rottweilers in Halloween masks.
2: <laughs> Great.
0: And
1: boy do they look it. You no, know, for the first half of the well getting, first half of the movie I thought mm. oh, the dogs look alright. And then they kind of like they just felt like a bit braver, I think, in the edit, and they're like, Oh, we'll show a little bit more of the dogs. And that's where it stopped. Like when you just got a little flash,
0: front on see front this- on the dogs look really good, but as soon as you see them from the side, these masks are shaking like nobody's
1: business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just flopping around. But this so anyway this fucking baby this baby is going to save everyone and 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 you know it is incredibly dark like in the first in the first um infanticide is a brown <laughs> scene of this movie of this children's movie because yeah. it's a children's movie
2: uh, we get to see and, and again like the baffling most baffling thing about this is as we'll like probably get into discuss like this absolutely didn't need to be a baby it could be fucking anything for for what they wanted it for it could be a pebble for a rock. beach it could it be could a amulet. It, it, it could be a yeah. pen. It could be absolutely anything. But they chose It Could be a
1: briefcase with a with a what bright light emanating from it. It could it could be Mister a bomb. Could be anything. This is your classic MacGuffin, which is an item that is or, or something that is important to the plot, but isn't important in itself. Because number one, we never get to see the baby do anything. The baby never grows up, and that's what I was expecting because I'm pretty sure. Maybe if this is my cultural osmosis movie, and that I've I've know of it, but not necessarily seen it. But I was like, oh, we're gonna get some kind of thing where the baby grows up, like some magic is gonna make the baby grow into a character that's actually gonna be interesting and useful to the story. And the Mm. film's like, nope, it's just gonna be strapped to Warwick Davis's chest for the entire time. shaking around with its floppy neck and you're like, what? No, this is not... (laughs) I will say, I will say, just on a positive note about the baby,
0: um, I think they do like a good job of, you know, every now and then something will happen and they'll like pan to the baby's face (laughs) To like show you the yeah, reaction shot. I think they, they do. I, get think the they do. Face. I think I think that punctuates the scenes pretty well. Hey, uh, and like
2: that baby is a very good actor. <laughs> it's a very static good shot. <laughs>
0: it's a static shot. They must have spent days with the because li- uh, you're not allowed to have a baby on set for very long. Um, so they must have spent days trying to get the baby to do this one particular face. And they're yeah, like, get a, the, you know,
1: get a shot of it. Get a shot of it. Balls. Exactly. Here's yeah. um, a child's toy. You know I think. Exactly...
0: I think that this baby is actually doing like. We've seen worse performances in movies than this baby. I, I will, or no, this series of babies, because I think this is three or four different babies throughout the movie. Yeah, and also several bundles of rags. Um,
1: yes, some, Davis, some less chest. bundly than others. <laughs> but this uh, so this midwife manages to smuggle the baby out, and oh, fuck, what's the name of the queen? Bav. Bavmorda. Bavmorda. terrible name, terrible. Rewrite that now. Sorry, but Joe's George. capacity.
0: No. Joe's capacity to remember shit
1: fantasy names is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, see our wheel of time episode last week, um, <laughs> th- 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 and and then we get we get another we get another pretty horrific scene with these with these wolf things. What are they called? Anyone know what they're called? They, they, I think Google they just it. refer to them as hounds. I'm pretty nope. sure they just call them hounds, don't they? Nope. Terrible name. Nokmar. The Nokmar. Oh, oh good. Another <laughs> that's, that's terrible name. Great. Thanks, um, and, again, like, we've seen, we've seen the mother get killed because she, you know, didn't give up the baby. She didn't give up her own baby. That's bizarre. And then we get to see the midwife get absolutely, like, ripped to shreds by these these knock mal, these dogs and masks, and you're like this is the first four minutes of the movie, <laughs> and we are in deep. We are in well, deep. It's
2: it's still doing the fucking the, the what you call it, isn't it? It's still um, running through the um the, the, the what you call it when when she's killed. Like it hasn't even got through yeah. to the main main part of the film yet.
0: It's the credits. It's kind of like credits, the prologue, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, it does jump in You're like whoa. <laughs> it does jump in a little bit, um, and then. Let's shelve the baby for a minute, much like it's <laughs> shelved in most of this movie. Um, because who will find this baby but a very young and fresh faced Warwick Davies uh, in 18, uh, his, 18 his, year his year name, old. 18 years old. He yeah. In a starring role, but not he's not first build, of course. Of course.
1: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> slightly. Well, I wonder why. Um, well, we'll, well see in, in the defense
0: of. Billing, I think sometimes it's like if you've got a really famous actor, even if they're only in two scenes, they go first, you know? Total yeah, side going to, go into, yeah. You're did you know that it.
1: um Don Sheedle in uh Oceans Eleven asked to be um in top billing? I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about this, and then they said no and he refused to be credited in the movie at all. Which is I did know this actually, yeah. It's quite amazing and it just shows you the ludicrousness of like these the top billing politics. You, you're doing a shitty Dick Van Dyke impression. You're not in the fucking top billing. You're not next to uh, Brad Pitt and Clooney. <laughs> Absolutely. Down. But the point, the point though, before we just go to Port Davis, I think what is really important is you kind of like, you just feel a bit lost at the start of this film. You feel like we've got this evil witch character, which is, she's kind of dressed up like the evil witch out of Sleeping Beauty. And so, you, you visually, you've got some, like, motivation background. She's evil. Something about she's, you know, stealing the youth. Or I'm not even sure what the reason that she's trying to... I don't to. know that it goes into it. They just say it she's doesn't. evil. She's just and, evil. you know. And I swear, I promise this is the last mention of Lord of the Rings. No, it's not. It's but Absolutely not. What is the best thing about the Fellowship of the Ring... Uh, the it's fresh in our heads from from a previous episode last week. It's the prologue. It's the start of the movie where we get eight minutes of here's what you need to know. Just just shoved on the table, and it's actually because it's you know got Kate Blanchett doing it. It's really I think quite engaging. It's a risky thing to do, but at least it gives you the basic of this is the world. This is what's happening, and this is what you need to know next. You know, there's this one. Well, room. I guess Sam, this is kind of like the opposite approach to that, which is and
0: I kind of get it I kind of get it for your weird like odd little fantasy film like let's just get into the movie and then because we want people to be in the movie and just they're along for the ride and I kind of get it but they they kind of don't do the voiceover in the introduction at in the beginning, but then they also don't really give us anything after about twenty minutes, which is what you would expect. Like a little bit mm. of a now this is what's happening and you don't get
1: that either. A library scene. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's like there's
2: no there's no backstory to this like this baby Lovadan at all. It's like she's just destined to kill this woman and she's a queen. That's the only thing you know. That like she's destined to grow up as a queen and defeat the evil queen. There's like no that backstory. Would that
0: would be fine if it kind of like the rest of the story beats sort of married up, and we'll get into yeah. this as we maybe talk about the plot in a bit more depth, because um, I don't <laughs> want to get like hunkered down in just this like, first four minutes, <laughs> um, no, but, which has but, taken us twenty minutes to talk about
1: um, necessarily. But, but, but I think that's I think it's I think what it reflects is that it's it's a really like bottom heavy movie. Everything happens towards the end of the film. The the first lot you kind of left the, the introduction of Warwick Davis character and the village I think is 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 quite nice. I like the, I like the cast of characters that we get here. You know, we've got him and his wife and his kids. That's fun. It's nice. You know, you kind of. I think some good chemistry between um, uh, uh, Warwick Davis and um, his wife, played by. Can't find the uh, name. Is it Patricia? No, no. Keep looking. Keep looking. Anyone well, help me out? while
0: Sam vamps about this, um, it is Julie quite a, like it
1: Sorry, Sam. Julie Peters plays there. Julie They've Peters. They've got good chemistry, and it's all very fun, isn't it? You've got the, the, the bully, you know, the big guy who's, like, showered at the Who has also has a terrible name, Burgle Cut. <laughs> <Great. laughs> <Nope>. Burgle Cut. Great. Nope, Burgle Cut. It's okay, you yeah, didn't say right. that. It's fine.
0: U T T. <laughs>
1: Like that's all fun, isn't it? I think this is like quite engaging and interesting, and you kind of you're curious about this world that they that they that these these uh, people live in. But it's yeah, and and so so the the baby is a race of what are
2: called daikinis, which is like you know humans basically, but they're known as yeah. daikinis. She's a daikini baby, mm-hmm. as they point out, and Willow's all for like just pushing her back into the stream and watching her float off into the distance. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. refusing the call is an important moment in the
0: hero's journey, <laughs> Just... uh, but it usually doesn't happen this early, and it usually doesn't involve sending a baby to its <laughs> presumable death. It's watery um, grave, yes. Exactly. Um, but I agree, I think this is a fun, like, much in the same same way that the Shire scenes in The Fellowship are good. Like, there's a bit of levity in this, and you kind of see, like, a society functioning. Um, we should mention that, obviously, Warwick Davies is a little person, which is kind of nice to have a little person in a leading role. A lot Uh, of them. And and The Village, uh, they they did a casting call for about, I think it's it's over 200 little people, which I must presume is like everyone, every every actor, every acting little person at the time in 88 kind of like appears in this. and And it's nice not to see like... As we get in other notable movies, like it's nice not to see people on their knees, like fake. It. Kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it kind of lends itself to the world building. And in this yeah. scene, I think that you know we can maybe talk about the the actual cinematography and the set dressing and stuff like that later on, uh, because there's more wonderfully shit stuff later on. But this first sort of village scene is fun. You know, there's a market day. Willow's doing magic. He's not terribly good at it. Uh you know, everyone makes fun of him because, you know, is this, this young guy on the way up? just like Job
2: from Arrested Development, like he's a failed <laughs> failed magician.
1: My illusions, Michael, my illusions. <laughs> It is it A is trick is a thing of whore does for money. <laughs> <laughs> it it is it is fun and I think it is it does work from the world building point of view. And you, you know, again, you, you, that that classic uh, story beat of there's a ba- there's a baby, and I should I'm going to push it down a river to its to its uh, watery grave is. there's a is baby. A, I a, should well, kill this baby. <laughs> it's a well worn thing in terms of the you know reviews, call. But you do you do see I think the the motivation and background of uh, Warwick Davis's character. You know, like Willow is a is a nice person. He's he is a. Compassionate. Eventually, when he's not trying to get rid of the baby, but he comes yes. around and says, "Actually, I need to protect it." And then, when they find when they find the the baby in the, in the kind of the, the the council meeting, um, they're quite like he's he's quite defend, defensive, isn't he? He wants. They're to are like, no,
0: I'm- "We should kill this baby as well." Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people shouting about killing this baby. This baby barely makes it through the first ten
2: minutes of this movie. Uh-huh. And to, to be uh-huh. fair, like at any point in this film, that baby meets its death at almost any point. There's 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 a lot of of questions like, this baby could have died here, this baby could have died here, and here, and here. But, uh, yeah, the whole mental part of that is that they don't really explain how that would have worked, because apparently the the Queen needs to do a ritual to get rid of this baby's kind of danger. So, had the baby just, I don't know, slipped off its reed bed and drowned, that wouldn't have ended the prophecy. So, I don't understand exactly what would have happened. The ritual, by the way, I don't... I feel like they don't mention
0: that until the last fucking ten they minutes don't. of the movie. Like, because that would explain why they're not just trying to kill this baby, because, like, yeah. I mean, spoilers for reality, babies aren't that hard to kill, from what I hear. Like, I'm not, you know, not, not on a, um, an expert myself. <laughs> oh. um, but, you know, famously, famously defenceless human babies are. And, like, you know, it's... So, That's it's kind of like... why you could say, Dave. No, because <laughs> yep. in the... Like in the relationship yeah, yeah, movie, yourself. you need to say the queen needs to say the sorcerer, whoever she is, needs to say like, Calima, "I must do this ritual with this baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine, Sam. I'm fairly sure that nobody is going to think I'm a baby murderer from this podcast. No,
1: no one will think that. No, no will think that. <laughs> certainly not us. Certainly not us. <laughs> so this is where you so, speak. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think there is. I think there is something that's 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 uh, this baby is. I'm actually distracted by your sentence there, David. I know. Where are we? Joe. So, yeah. so 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 so. So so what Gets happens back effectively on track with this so, shocking
0: revelation that these guys think
2: I murder babies for fun um which I don't so, do just for clarity. Yeah, just so what basically off- happens, what happens to make them get to this point is that these funny Rottweilers in masks attack the village and everyone's like why the fuck are these guys interested in this village? They've never attacked us before. Um and then the kind of Willow goes, "Oh shit, they were looking for a baby." Um so they um they then kind of decide that this baby needs to be taken back to a cro- taken to a crossroads where Daikinis frequent or something, I don't know, ride past, and they're gonna give the baby to the first Daikini that rides past this crossroads. Yeah, they just
0: they wanna give the baby to some tall people so that it's not their problem anymore. Yeah. Um like and so they they ride out, and we get, like, some weird scenes in the forest and stuff. Let's not get bogged down, too bogged down in the individual plot beats. Although we we, should, go, we
2: should we should just mention that he gets given some magic acorns by the village, like, elder or sorcerer or whatever. We so should he mention given... it, but it doesn't really, like, come back a lot. It comes back at the end. He throws magic acorns at the queen, and she just kind of yeah. goes, this is shit. Um, um, but we go
0: to the crossroads, and we meet our f- uh, top build actor, Val Kilmer. Uh, in, in a this cage. kind of in this glorious black wig. Um and his character name is Mad Marigan. Which Martigan. I watched this entire Matigan. Martigan. I watched this entire movie. What? Sorry? Ma- Martigan? Mad-, Mad Martigan, yes. I watched this entire movie thinking that he was like the characters like you know like, you know, um like Mad Joe. Like yeah. I thought because why is it Mad Martigan? Because it's pronounced separately it's yeah. like
2: it's such a daft name. So you think um, his name's actually Martigan and he's just like done stupid things and been known as Mad Martigan? He's mad. But it's not. Like when you look at it, he's actually Mad Martigan, that's his entire name. Who's naming the child Mad Martigan?
0: I dunno, man. This fantasy world is just a bit daft. We don't get a lot of like other names really. Um and we have a lot yeah. of guff here. We have a lot of guff here where they were at the crossroads for about six months. Yeah. Um until Mad Mar- Martigan? Mad Martigan? Mad Martin, right, yeah, yep, yep. Mad Martin uh, gets released. Uh, and they're, they're like, oh, well, let's
2: give the baby to this guy. You mean this guy in a cage? he's look him, after the baby. The, yeah, they release him specifically to look after the baby because effectively, so there's like three of the village. Um, the village warriors, plus the burgle cut guy who hates Willow, come go to the crossroads with them, and then they get there and, like, oh, he's the first dykini we see, that's what we're going to give them, so you leave it with him, or we're just leaving you. So they leave Willow with his friend, and then gradually they start talking to Mad Martigan. And then there's an army rides past with one of the other kind of side cast, um, <laughs> a guy called Ek, who knows. Um, Mad Martigan and he's like yeah just rot in that cage you, you're an idiot sidebar yeah, that guy um, the, the Eric is actually uh, which is another terrible name um, Eric Thorbear um, he's paid by Governor Hurley so I feel as though I have to mention this purely to get our Star Trek mention in uh, he appears in an episode of Voyager uh, as one of the Kazon so... wow and he died uh, last year this year in fact he did um, two months about two months ago yeah what's yeah. the Kazon yeah so um, Kazon so Mistra um, but, but then basically Willow and his friend Agree to like leave the baby with Man Martigan And they're like yeah make sure you look after them This um, guy this guy who
0: You just released from a cage And his <laughs> mates came past And were like nah I think we'll leave you there mate Because you're a bit mental and <laughs> You're like, a twat <laughs> You're an arsehole And they, they're like this guy seems stable And we can give him a baby He's not just going to
2: sell the baby for beer money or whatever In fairness he's he, gonna, gonna, he doesn't sell it He just gets he, let, it, let it get taken off him By graffies. Yeah. By is this by, one, we have
1: elves, the elves by tiny little fairies. Brownies. I mean, what on earth is this? What on earth is this guy doing? What <laughs> is he? Do, how does he lose? How does he lose his baby to these?
0: I must these have old... like gone into a catatonic state at this point because I kind of remember the crossroads bit, and
2: then they're at the inn. There is a bit with fairies, and it's well, so very what, what happens? What happens is that Willow and his friend are on the way back to the village, and this bird of prey carrying the baby flies past them, and Willow's like, "Fuck." <laughs> Brownies have a Laura Dannon, what are we going to do, sort of thing. And then they go after them, and then other brownies catch Willow and his friend, and tie him down, and then a big floating ball of light that is apparently a fairy appears, and tells them that the child is called a Laura Dannon, and that she is a queen, and they need to take her to that place that I've forgotten the name of. Um, what was Tara? Tar- Tar- Camelot, basically. There, um, where she's meant to be a queen, and if they take her there, there's an army waiting that will help defeat the evil queen, and... Um, Oh, it's this sort the of the
1: exposition thing. fairy. And yes. The exposition fairy is quite happy to send them on a massive fucking goose chase halfway across the known world yeah, to the wards the edge of the map where there is this castle that's actually full of no one. But but let's just go back to Val Kilmer for a second because Val Kilmer's a good guy. I like Val Kilmer. I like him in this. I think he does an excellent job. He's very good. Yeah, Funny, adds mm-hmm. some... God damn, much needed likeness to this film, but the 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 decision making of giving him the baby, I just could not get over. That is, I think, the point where I was like, "Okay, movie, you have no idea what you're doing. You don't have a clue. You are just quite happy to to march off and leave this baby, even though you've now become quite attached to it. You know, you're becoming quite happy. It, it, they're just not interested at all." in, in um, what happens with it i don't understand that i don't understand why he's interested uh, he, he's not he's not more interested in in where this baby's going afterwards i do not understand it it's i mean kind i guess there's a disconnect somewhere it's like
0: at a certain point and it hasn't happened yet i guess it's the fairy bit he's like must protect this baby although like he does leave the baby alone a lot but <laughs> like they never quite have that point where he's like, "Oh, I really care about this baby. We're just kind of doing stuff," you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and- so he gives him to Mad Mart- gives the baby to Mad Madmartigan. Um, sorry, Mad Ellipses Martigan, um, and then gets them back from the from the fairy who gives him the wand, which we're we'll not dwell on right now. But we'll come back to, I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, we absolutely will. The There's no way I'm fucking missing
2: uh, the wand out. The brownies are
0: basically borrowers. Aren't they? <laughs> they They're borrowers. comedic relief borrowers.
2: Yes. Like They're literally there for no other reason. They pay no purpose other than comedic relief. That's it. Yeah, literally I don't,
1: Yeah, I don't get the borrow I don't get these 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 They're um, literally
0: there, Sam, for comedic relief in a movie that's already got quite a lot of comedic relief, which we'll get into in a minute. Um so they go to this lake. He goes to this lake, and
2: Mad Martigan's with them. He leaves. Well, we should um, mention that they meet. The, they meet Mad Martigan again at an inn. He goes to an inn to get milk for the baby. Oh yeah, we don't want to miss the meet, Mad Martigan crossdressing. Yeah, scene. so so Mad Martigan's there with like he's been sleeping with a woman, and her husband turns up, so he has to dress as a woman to pretend like you know. And then obviously the SS arrive um, to look for the baby. Um, <laughs> the fantasy SS. We should explain, we should explain that joke. before we move on. <laughs> Basically, the queen's henchmen arrived to try and find the baby. Well,
1: Joe actually, had like, this I, and Casablanca running on two TVs sat next <laughs> to each other. The I reason, yeah, as, as, he, as he does at all points, uh, the reason I think that we we describe her as because let's not forget that this woman, this beautiful woman, with you know who is walking around, <laughs> basically killing babies. That's what she's doing. She is like the front line of Could, this infanticide. Should we also uh, point
2: suicide. out that her? Um, that her leading general wears a mask that's a skull, literally,
1: like yes. his face is a skull.
0: Are, we, are yeah. we the baddies <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's literally, I mean, I've you got know a skull who on plays my head. Him? Yes, um, Pat Roach plays him, and you're thinking, hmm, Who's Pat Roach? Do you remember in um Raiders the, the big German guy who indie fights with the plane? Who gets chopped same up with the same dude? Same dude, same dude who plays there him. We so there we go, there we go. have pop that guy's yeah, shirt but, off? Got
0: that physique going, it really worked in know. Raiders.
1: Popping, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> all, so all of this is going on, and 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 so when when you know, and not let's not uh, minimise Nazi war crimes.
2: They they, they, they um. But, so, but, sorry, I
1: was well, just say when 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 this when this the, the, you know, the SS officer turns up, and what we obviously see is the relationship between Valkymer and and her. Um, uh, someone look up the actor. And, it's, um, and it's like it's uh, Mrs. Kilmer,
2: Joanne, Joanne Wally, who plays Wally. Saoirse. She plays Saoirse and Herman Val Kilmer met on the set of Willow and ended up marrying. oh um, that's nice. Are so they still married? Eight years? No, they they, they divorced. Classic yeah. they Hollywood. Have, they
1: have they have kids. Hopefully, they look after the baby better than this child. Um, <laughs> but but it's like you, immediately you see this obvious connection and immediately you think oh no they're going to try and redeem they're going to try and redeem <laughs> this baby rounding up woman who is literally snatching babies from their mothers <laughs> for her mother for her mother's yeah for her mother which again is a bit weird and that doesn't that doesn't come out to later on does it and you're like Not really. <clears throat> shocked that it's oh it's actually and you're like
2: <clears throat> what what? It's the redemption of both of them though, isn't it? Because Mad Martigan is also like this like down and out loser who doesn't have any kind of morals really. He's just out there for his own pleasure, effectively. Um yeah. and then Han all solo's, of a
1: sudden, he, Han solo's great in his movie, yeah.
2: Yeah, and solo, <laughs> yeah. Effectively. Um so, so you've kind of got these two characters, they meet each other and then all of a sudden like, you know, the baby's all they care about, you know. Yeah,
0: and obviously, you know, um, SS Woman uh, is... And I will continue to refer to her as that. Uh, SS Woman is, uh, you know, she wants the baby because she's been told to get the baby. Mad Martigan, Um At this point, and I'm going to keep... This name is so stupid. Because um, they say it's so much in the movie as well. Anyway, yeah, uh, we, like then have, we then have the the kind of like the, the, the wagon race, uh, <laughs> which I actually think is like a decent set piece. Although... One of those don't stop and think about why these wooden wheels are exploding <laughs>
2: <laughs> also the baby dies at any point in this like we should just
1: say like there's no way a baby survives uh, that. Jesus I mean I, I mean I actually forgot that that <laughs> That he that she was on the on the on the cart with Warwick David. Yeah, Willow like...
2: just no Willow leaves her lying because he has to try and get the reins of the horses. So he just puts him on the Willow gets the...
1: knocked out
0: about four times during
2: this yeah. chase scene. He's yeah. yeah he just puts just the baby down. Her. Yeah. Lying in the cart and carries on trying to get the reins of the horses while Mad Martigan's there, like, throwing spears and fighting with the chasing warriors and stuff, and the baby just sits perfectly still in this cart that's, like, going at stupid speed, tyres exploding all over the place, you've got brownies with sticks hanging off the side, and, yeah. It's just
0: it's very confusing. Around. But at the very end of it, we'd get a sweet Wilhelm scream as the other chariot crashes, and this guy falls about a foot and a half, um, and we get, we get a Wilhelm scream um, which is fun so they escape um, and then Warwick Davies has got to take uh, Willow sorry has got to take the baby uh, to this lake so that he can go and see a possum uh, those are things <laughs> that actually happen in this movie uh, cold, so he takes the baby fin, fin, fin he puts Mizzell. the baby in this burnt out hut and he's like I'll be back you'll be safe here I mean there's wild the, animals and things leaves, you'll be he safe leaves the
2: borrowers with them to be fair Mad Marty can just oh what they can do Joe no, but Jesus if you you mouse say, is going to eat these things up. <laughs> Mad Martigan fucks off and leaves them. <laughs> so the borrowers stay with the baby. Willow is going to this island on this lake because he's been told by the glowing orb fairy that there is a um, another sorceress called Finn Rizel on this island. She's been, um, you know, exiled to this island by Queen Bavmorda So he has to go over there. And he gets there, and obviously he finds this possum who starts talking to him. She's like, oh shit! It's, it's uh, yeah. This must be this must be Finn Rizel. Great. Uh, come on, let's go. Um, Mm. yeah there's this talking possum great fantastic Um, so we
0: pick up the talking possum it's part of the gang now we go back we get captured and once again like in all movies why is nobody just slitting throats like these people are throwing babies off cliffs just slit all these guys throats what are you keeping them around for yeah
1: Um, it doesn't at least take this magic wand off this guy well, to be fair, I,
2: well, I, he, he does more damage with that one, so you're probably best just leaving it to him, to be honest.
1: And I think so much of this is is missing that like just the logic. There's there's just a lot of movie logic that's missing from these middle scenes where you 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 kind of just you're on you're on for the ride, and and some of it's relatively entertaining. Like it's a pretty good scene with the with the um, the cart and. Some of the stuff that happens afterwards is like, oh, okay, like it's entertaining enough, and, and and all throughout the film, actually, I was going, I'm having fun, like I'm not, I'm not bored, yeah. you yeah. know, and I'm, it's 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 light and it's kind of a bit funny in places, but it's as soon as you pause, as soon as you pause for just a second, you're kind of like, so why are we doing these things? Why? Oh, uh, why? Why does anyone want? what they want in this film and that is the thing <laughs> that i you know you go back it's to the very point that what the hell the queen video game it's
0: a video it's game it's a video game it's like right well, oh. we've got to go because we have to get from the lake level where we get the captured lake level. to yeah. the prison level where we have to escape and like press a to say to say romantic things yes. um yeah. where you get like the the brownies have this magic dust it's all very hilarious i'm sure um, but this is the moment where, kind of like, um, what's the name of the SS woman, Joe?
2: Sorcha. Uh, Sorcha, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like becomes a bit redeemed.
2: Um, I don't want to talk about this scene massively because we've got the big castle. scene so is this scene and is the, this, is the, this oh, the big t- castle scene? Is this is this is this is this, the, is this the scene on Caradras? Is that is that this one? <laughs> on what? <laughs> The, Joe, is that mountain. a term
0: from this movie, or are you making no, other stuff
2: up? That's that's Lord of the Rings, the snowy mountains. Oh, right, so rings, Dave. I, had,
0: I didn't bring my Lord of the Rings fucking you did, dictionary, I'm here. a glossary with Joe, me. Joe, vote did. to remove,
1: remove Dave from the podcast. Uh, second, yes. second? Second? Second, <laughs> second. yeah. yeah. Uh, so right,
0: so, I'll yeah. go join a podcast where people don't know what Karadras means. Uh, yeah, good luck finding that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A movie <laughs> podcast where people don't know what Karan Rass is. I mean, I think granted, be guys,
0: in. I may have to go outside the circle of white men. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure I can find somebody.
2: I'm um, not sure you could in rural Yorkshire, Dave. The <laughs> yeah, that's a good
0: point. I don't know if you've heard of this thing called the internet, Joe.
2: Um, <laughs> I'll do my take. podcast at 6am with a bunch it'll, of Australians. Never, I don't give a it'll, shit. It'll, it'll never take it'll off, be about It'll about surfing or something. It'll, it'll be it'll, awful, it'll, but it'll be better it'll than never,
1: this. It'll never take off. It certainly won't. So, jeez, um, oh, this film is <laughs> infecting us. The, the, the um, should we talk about the production we, here no, a little bit? Should we, should we go to, should we go to Ron? Well, Howard? I
0: wanted to maybe talk about the rancor before we talk about the production. Oh God, because no, no, of no, no,
1: no, we, no. We've got the whole castle scene to talk about in its in itself. We can talk about that afterwards. Let's talk about Ron Howard. Let's talk about him. Like, do we have to learning about <laughs> learning how to be a director? And that's pretty much what's going on here. Uh, and and he was given this, I think, because he's friends with George Lucas. Uh, Ron Howard was in that f- film that George Lucas did first, I think. What was it called? American Graffiti. That, that possibly a yeah. thing. And I, I mean, think, Ron like, Howard's also his dad is an actor, and you know nepotism is is a big big oh, force it's in Hollywood. Just wonderful, isn't it? But you you see, like he's he did, um, I think before this he did. Ameri- uh, Gung Ho, uh, Michael Keaton. Um, the story portrayed the takeover of an American car plant by a Japanese corporation. And I'm sure that's not so just racist like at all in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cocoon, though, that's an interesting film. That's maybe one of the ones we should talk about. But this is, I think this is like as we start getting into some of the actual good movies that he did. Paul 13 um, in, in a few years, and that's like uh, one of my favourite films. So yeah. you you're kind of like this is the the maturation of Ron Howard and I, I I do think in this I think the directing is really really quite poor there's some there's sometimes and you just and, and it's that thing of like what is going on what is happening who is asking this the, the these borrowers these these uh brownies to to act in such such a broad way. Like, they are incredibly silly, and the comedic relief is over the top. It's not like Mary and Pippin talking about luncheon. You know, they are like full on zany, and I think a lot of that must come from the direction of like, do you, now we need do you a know funny what scene. It is, Sam.
2: It's a bit muppety. They're kind of like, acting like they're constantly yeah. drunk. It's like the, they're constantly drunk. And I don't know one of them well, does look, fall in a pint of beer at one point. They're but muppety, like, Joe. It's like, can you imagine? Yeah.
0: It's, it's like the rats in um, Treasure Island. Yeah. Like yeah. they're there for like a silly comic relief thing, and I think I think it works ish in this movie. Although well, I would posit that you could remove them entirely, and it, you wouldn't really <laughs> you change could. at all. Um, <laughs> but I think it's the recognition by the, by Ron, Ron Howard, almost certainly not George Lucas, who obviously had this mad, like incredibly, probably drug fueled, like vision of this fantasy world that's and all then, dark and I, everything's horrible, and it's all and about got,
1: parents and children, and and then got Bob and then Ron Loman. Howard came along. Well, he, then Lucas got Bob Dolman, who who kind of wrote, like, TV before this, literally exclusively TV before this, to write this um, to write this script. And so um, I think there's just, like, so many weak links in, in the chain. Isn't there it, is. There of- is, Sam. But what I was saying
0: was, that I think Ron Howard, as comp- even at this point, like, he's done Cocoon and things, he's a competent director. I think he's hit all these silly bits, all this humour, and we'll talk about more of that which we go on. Like, that is because he knows that if you try and take this seriously, it's not, It's going to fall so flat yeah. because it's stupid as fuck. And if it's funny, if it's silly, if it's a bit campy and it's kind of like poking fun at itself, and it kind of is, like, you know, there's a scene at the castle where um, the big, um, you know, uh, monster pops out of the the moat, which is, for some reason, inside the castle, but don't, don't question that. It's um, <laughs> stupid as fuck. Mad Mardigan Mad and all of the SS run out of the castle <laughs> and they are up. they turn around to look at the monster and they're like, oh god, they've got away from that? And Mad Mardigan's <laughs> just stood with them and I he kind that. of looks at them and he's like, oh wait, these are the bad guys, and they kind of look at him and goes, oh that's the guy we're trying to kill, and there's a pause and he runs away. That's really funny. And like, <laughs> the, the humour in this is kind of like I think what takes this from being a long convoluted like really dark never-ending story movie yeah exactly it takes it from that to make it a bit of a caper a bit of a jaunt because like all the characters are having so much fun and well mad madigan is having so much fun (laughs) yeah like (laughs) everyone else is pretty serious Pretty. but that kind of saves the movie and I, I give that credit to Ron Howard I think who looked at this and said there's no way George there's absolutely no way anybody's sitting through this if they're not laughing
2: well yeah exactly and that's the one thing like you have to say about it it's like it's confusing and as bungled together as it all is it is an entertaining film it's it definitely is. entertaining
0: um it was certainly eye opening for me because I'm not sure I've seen Val Kilmer in a particularly comedic role. And I think he's doing a really good job here. He does. Uh, of like yeah. doing the pratfalls and like the, huh? like it's very overwrought, but it's fun. You know, he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him
2: and, him and Warwick Davis really do carry it. Like Warwick Davis is doing a very good job as well. Those two. Those I would two like it if it.
0: they maybe interacted a bit more because they don't really. But yeah, I do agree with you, Joe. They're both doing equally good jobs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This um this this castle scene. So you said there's two castle scenes, and I I trivialize. It seems to blur into one. <laughs>
2: second, the second castle um, scene is where they go and kill the kill the queen. Right. Okay. okay. Sam, so the first. You remember
1: at the very end where the army
0: they get the elves and they get the Rohirrim and they get the Gondorman and they go and, and they, they camp throw the baby to Mount Doom. Gate <laughs> of Mount Doom. No, you know where they go to that big black castle gate and they have a big battle. It's the same Hel- fucking scene. Helm- He's still do. Hel- Hel- it. <laughs> Wasn't
2: Helms there D. a Lord
0: of the Rings made in the 80s, by the way? Like, I think there was. It's a, the cartoon. it's a cartoon. It's yeah, a cartoon. Yeah, but like
1: I'd be interested to know how much they took from that to make this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think it's evident the other way around, though. I think there's a scene uh, earlier in the bar, and that's very much like you can see the same... It's the same colour palette Sam, and everything. Is it the, the, the scene where
0: there are two men with... Men on their shoulders swinging maces at each other, and it's some kind of like established pub game. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> is it that scene? Because I was like, "This is a <laughs> got This has got Star Wars cantina written all
2: over
1: it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
2: but there's also like the the, the one in like, we'll get to the, the the last castle scene. But that scene when the it's like it's night and things like that, the lighting it's almost identical to Helm's Deep as well. When you're looking at all the yeah. And yeah. Things like yeah, yeah, with the rain um, and like, oh, yes. I know.
1: I know it, yeah. there, there is definitely something that Peter Jackson looked at and said hmm because it's it's quite a long you know it's quite a long time before isn't it yeah, um, yeah. All this. so but this this castle scene with they're all fighting actually, I actually think this was pretty entertaining like Val Kilmer doing his funny thing is this thing. Camelot sorry is this yes. Camelot yeah this is the first castle scene this is the one with the two headed monster mm. now the special <laughs> effects in this I mean we're in 88 we are pushing the boundary all the way through this movie This stop motion thing that's going on, it kind of looks like a stop motion thing from the 80s. And there's, and there's like, I I don't know, I have a lot of nostalgia, a lot of love for that style of of monster because it it looks kind of crap and you just kind of have to use your imagination a little bit. And I wonder, I I don't think it holds up at all, but I wonder if, if for you guys it was like kind of acceptable. Like it was, I just thought it would look great, you know, and then they chopped the head off. I think.
0: I think it fit quite well with the rest, the rest of the look of the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, and I think that the Cronenberg-y nature of the monster is disgusting. Oh, like, it is. we should we should say holster.
2: how the we should say how the monster came into being. So effectively, so all oh, like at one point in the, the Willow the, did a the, thing. The yeah. Movie um, Willow <sighs> mentions how he hates trolls. So they get to this place um, Camelot, which is apparently called Lean. Um, and they find everybody dead and they're like oh yeah bad Maud has beat us here and killed everybody sort of thing and he stands in troll, <laughs> troll shit and, um, and then they're like oh trolls I hate trolls and then one jumps down in front of him and this fucking wand somebody take the fucking wand off Willow <laughs> because so far what he's managed to do is turn the possum into a fucking crow then into a goat shoot himself up a tree that he can't get out of and now he creates a two headed monster that's trying to eat everybody out of a troll Great, and yet, yeah, the fucking goats there telling him to keep using it. It's oh, try again, try again. Take the fucking confusing. thing off him. Um,
1: I, I I love your outrage about this, Joe, because it is it, you're absolutely correct because it is it is like a, one of those. Joe's s- been Joe's been this has been festering with Joe for like twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah when,
0: when he when he was Joe when wrote he was, a letter to to George Lucas when he was a kid. He's on a list, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. He's not allowed is, anywhere near the Lucas
1: Ranch. No, no California for you. It is it is baffling, and I think it's one of those things again. It's like it's to the logic of the movie of like, so obviously you want to have this this um this wand in later on because something's going to happen. You know, there's going to be some some something's going to go on, and we get to see a little bit of a payoff uh, of in terms of the disappearing pig thing. But you do <laughs> you do wonder like you didn't really have any ideas for this, did you? Other than we'll let him fuck yeah. around with it and see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I think it's a cool scene though. I like I I, do, is. I like this. This was like, it's right fun. stuffs happening. Stuffs happening. It's It's
0: good. Like it's a bit silly because Mad Martigan is like single handedly taking down this crack squad of SS troops. Uh, like, he's hidden loads of crossbows everywhere. He's jumping out of walls. He's jumping off bridges. He literally, like, launches himself off the bridge onto this two-headed monster and cuts its head off, laughing maniacally while dressed like... He's like, dressed like an extra in Lord of the Rings. He's a Rohirrim. Um, all the <laughs> while, all the while, Saoirse's like, hmm, that man, he's fight sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like again, like leading us to be like, oh, she's just going to, like grab him and kiss him and that's like oh she's she's good now she's gonna help us now this is because lust filled her heart i mean (laughs) i mean
1: feeling warmed her heart this this is this is when she turns this is again like you have not earned this never mind the fact you're going around snatching babies from 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 mothers like possibly murdering them (laughs) you (laughs) disclaimer you 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 are uh, that's fine but like again, what do you want? What what is it you want? And she's not really uh, I, had think, Val I think Kilmer's she makes it perfectly dick. clear what she wants <laughs> Sam. Yeah. And who She could wants say one no. thing, Sam, and she's gonna get it. Who could say no to Val Kilmer? Um it's 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 just baffling, it makes no sense. And actually, actually, for a couple of minutes I was like, Who is this? I honestly was confused who the character was. I thought, oh, maybe this is this another character? That I, did I fall asleep for just you know a micro, little micro sleep and, and miss this? Well, you know the rules,
0: Sam, is that like um, baddies have to wear like baddie outfits, whereas goodies they've got long flowing hair. She's got, she's got hair smiling. now. They are you know, much just, more beautiful. Lower cut and, tops.
2: And Val Kilmer you know? has that moment as well when they get to this Tarsilian as well because he finds this shiny gold armor just hanging there. And he puts it him, And that's, it? that's 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 kind of when he like transforms as well. You're like
1: into Shit. into Ioma yeah. from Lord of the <laughs> yeah. Rings, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we could if there's any any way, any way, at all, if we could speak to Peter Jackson and just ask him, just listen, listen. Remember no. that, films. No, no, I'm films. gonna go out on a limb and <laughs> no, say that Peter easy. Jackson is not speaking to us.
0: Nor would Peter Jackson,
1: even if this was true, <laughs> admit that he was inspired by Willow (laughs) I just want to know it's just one of the things I've looked there's no evidence that this is the case but it's there in front of me it must be true I think Sam I think that genuinely I think
0: that maybe it wasn't a direct inspiration but I think he was inspired by the fantasy movies of this era and I think this is very much of its time in that way the way it's Mm -hmm. shot the kind of like faux medieval kind of look of it I think is very much you know all over the place, you know. The look of the baddies, even you remember, do you remember Masters of the Universe, and obviously He-Man. The He-Man cartoons, same. But like the look of the baddies is identical.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of Masters of the Universe, the um, High Aldwin in this, um, who, who is High he's The guy, he's...
2: the guy who gives Willow the magic uh, acorns, and they said magic conquers.
1: If <sighs> they say so. Billy Barty played. Um, the the, the uh, Gwildor in Masters of the Universe. Is the oh, Gwildor, yeah, my man I Gildo. recognised him from his voice. because he's, and, and you know, I have, I have this... Because I watched this when I was a kid, I have this vision of this character eating the chicken. Do you remember the chicken scene? Oh, 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 <valeur> <sighs> oh, oh, oh. oh, it's great, it's fantastic. I this, 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 like... <laughs> The they have to give KSC so much money to do that. To it's extraordinary. So I just this this guy's voice was just seared into my brain. But the point you're right there about Master the Universe, again, it's another it's a great example of a weird 80s movies that's a bit unsettling and like the fantasies, you know, just way too much fog on on very, very cheap looking sets. There's just too much of that. And this film, I think, is probably a better example because you've got like a you know, thirty-five million dollars and George Lucas behind it, but mm, although to have, be fair, Sam, they must have got pretty good rates at with studios with Lucas, like you know, free, 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 frequent free, customer free, free, frequent customer points. Frequent customer. Although, let's talk about some quality quality production work here in terms of the um, the 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 creature, the possum gets turned into various different animals, and we get this. Oh, uh, it doesn't look it now, right? But for the nineteen eighty eight. This amazing little scene where the the, an, the animals are, are morphing between they're morphing the between shots, each other.
0: Yeah, it's very clever.
1: You know what? It's it's digital. It's done digitally, which is which is really quite extraordinary. they tried to do stop motion. They tried to do four kind of like years optical, <laughs> but to, to 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 digitally have um, a computer program basically it kind of like you know blending a bit like face blending i suppose you know where you can mm-hmm. blend two people's faces digitally together and it you you can't really see where the crossover is because it, it all looks so good it's the same principle i think ilm industrial light and magic are doing some fine fine work here really quite impressive and we're
0: five uh, year we're five years out from Jurassic park as well which is kind of like the birth of a cgi really yes
1: exactly um, it's a it's a good point it's
0: a really good point
2: um so can we so, talk about this was what last we
0: scene, maybe Joe.
2: Yeah. So from this this castle, from Helm's Deep, um, they <laughs> get rescued by Erk, and they travel to um, to 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 uh, Gondor to to besiege. Irk is
1: the is the his pal yeah. who leaves him in the cage. Yeah,
2: the guy
0: who. Oh, leaves. the guy yeah. like yeah. the I'll I'll be dead in four and a half minutes. Guy, got you. Yes, Erk. Tearful yes. goodbye on the ground. Guy, got you. Yeah. I left you in a cage the, four the, days the ago because you're a scumbag but I'm the, going to cry and bequeath you all my things in three minutes. The Kazon, the Kazon guy, yes.
2: yeah. The Kazon Nistra, got you. Yes. Got um, so they go to, they then proceed to um, Minas Tirith, to the other castle. Um... <laughs> And uh, to kill the Queen, and they're all outside. And this is one of the most surreal points of, the, of a movie that has pretty surreal points. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus uh, Christ. Um, <laughs> the Queen appears on the wall, and then he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You're all pigs. And turns the entire oh. army into into pigs.
1: I had forgotten about this. I had um, suppressed this from yesterday. Like, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck?
0: More, more, like, like pretty... I'm not going to say it's amazing, but like pretty good makeup work of these half pigs when they're like it is mm-hmm. they've got Shocking. like huffs.
1: It <laughs> is. It is. I was deep. I was deeply shocked by this. Like I'd be scared of this if I was a kid. I reckon. The, oh my god! I wasn't. I wasn't really sure what to expect here, but it, I mean, again, it, it looks the, the imagery. God damn it, Peter Jackson! Tell us if you ripped off Willow. The imagery <laughs> is bang on Lord of the LSD. Rings, and 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 the rain, and the, he's standing on the wall. You know the horn but all that's there and then and then you're thinking right we're going to get a good battle we're going to get a good final um, you know for (laughs) for Gondor and they never do it they never do it And what instead we get is these pigs. And I I, honestly... Including her daughter, because her daughter stood there like, Mother, stop! And she
2: goes, no, you're a pig. And she turns (laughs) everyone into pigs. I will say, at least the movie doesn't
0: stoop to showing us this woman turning into a pig like we get some close up <laughs> shots of the other guys like turning into pigs but like mm-hmm. we'll maybe not show you that this obviously yeah, I mean, she was including, like including no nope, should... i'm not being transitioned
2: into a pig on the screen i'll never survive in- that in- including we should say as well including the the brownies they have also turned into pigs but they're baby pigs because obviously piglets. they're small they're little piglets they're little piglets
1: so, i mean yeah honestly <laughs> i i really don't <laughs> i can't overstate how deeply shocked i was i was like this... <gasps> What? <laughs> You've done what? With the main the, cast?
2: The, the, the situation is only saved because, um, because um, Willow, Willow goes will, into a force. Willow, Finn fin Rizel basically tells Willow he needs to use the wand again. What? They still haven't sent him back to um, Ollivanders to get a new wand, so they've left him <laughs> with it. Um, and Finn Rizel is the possum slash crow slash goat slash... Woman. So he, she basically tells him he needs to turn her back and like protect himself, and then turn her back into a woman, which he manages to do via like thirteen other. And then we get this weird. So then she turns them all back into
1: humans, and then no, like, oh, hold on, can... Joe. We get this weird naked old woman shot of like. We do. Okay, weird, weird thing to have in your film, but fine. And then yeah, the the, <laughs> and the, the it lingers the, like
0: it's it, obviously a body double, but it lingers a bit, and you're like, what am I about to see in this kids' movie? Yeah again it is a kids movie. So
2: Finn, Finn Rizal is pa- played by Patricia Hayes which is Yes. That was...
1: Yes. It's it's all very it's all very like I don't know you you expect them to go one way and they go another way and I suppose we should respect that. And and we it's should It's fine.
0: It's like again the pace is paced quite well and it carries on and Mm -hmm. We get our final scene where there's lots of swords clattering. Um, We get another Wilhelm scream um, when a horseman gets knocked off his horse, and again he falls about a foot, um, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. We should Mm -hmm. say
2: like the way that they managed to get in as well. I think that's quite cleverly done with the bit with the horses coming up from out underneath, like the tarpaulins, basically. Um, so they pretend to be disappeared. So Willow says he's a powerful sorcerer and he's going to like break down the castle. So they open up the thing to go and kill Willow, and then they kind of come out from all the tap haulings and run in. And I mean, effectively, they fall for the oldest trick in the book. It's not even like it's not even like the the wooden horse
1: of Troy. It's it's worse than that. <laughs> they didn't even have they didn't even have the respect to spend all that time building the wooden horse. They didn't no. even bother. They just not need to. Yeah, walk over to. there.
2: <laughs> oh yeah the, 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 our army's left us we're just going to do it on our own sort of thing and, and they basically fall for it they're just like oh yeah those guys let's just go kill them open the gates wide leave them wide open run off to try and kill Willow Nothing.
1: And then- oh, they're all pigs they're all pigs now yeah. um, this, this, uh, this final scene then like this standoff between uh, the Bath bad evil- Badmatter. yeah the evil evil queen this and... 45 minute scene
2: oh, oh we've totally forgotten by the way that when we were at Helm's Deep um, the first castle the um, school guy I think it's Kale I think he's called General Kale does actually General get Kale. hold of the baby General Kale he manages to get hold of the baby and oh, take it yeah. back Do to back you Badmatter. know why we forgot Maybe. it Joe we forgot it because the production design forgot to put the baby in that bundle <laughs> that he carries away
0: he's got a fucking rag in his hand that's he quite like... obviously not got anything in
1: it he's got yes. it tucked under his arm like it's an American football <laughs> Ball, like he's running down for a touchdown, you know what I mean? It's like what the, it's uh, Derek Henry there running, running away with the with the ball. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing how so, how. So- Little you could give a shit about this baby, isn't it? Yeah,
2: so, so like. effectively, Bav Morda now has the baby, so they're trying to break into um, Minas Tirith to try and rescue said baby. Um, just
1: kill it. Just, so, just do the ritual. So, Whatever so you, you need you, to do. So you have
2: you, you have good old Mad Martigan having great fun killing everybody. Eric gets shivved and dies. Uh, Mad Martigan then kills Who Kale. Could um, Who could Kale, care? Who could care? Kale, Kale gets killed. Meanwhile, Willow, Finn Rizal, um Sasha and Bav Morda having this big old fight. Um, I'm amazed you can remember all these names. It's <laughs> <I still laughs> because really Dave, it's because he's, he's seen it 8,000 times. You've seen this film a lot, Dave. I don't know why you're so surprised. <laughs> I'm just, because all the names are so stupid. And even as you're saying stupid. them, I'm
0: like, who greenlit these names? <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas.
1: <laughs> George Lucas did, that's who did. That's did George
0: Jar Jar Binks Lucas, got you. <laughs> the Force you. of
1: the Wills, and uh, all that nonsense. Um, Did anyone else find this ending scene in the top of the tower deeply, deeply boring? It's,
2: it's, it, it yeah, it's, it's well, pretty they, they unsatisfying. They came off, tails off.
1: They inca- they, they um, the incap, the incapacitate the the two characters who can kind of actually do. Sort of Saoirse right and against. Finn Russell are both yeah, they, kind it, of
2: incapacitated, accidentally turning like some table <clears> into like a robot slash toaster on legs to kill <laughs> the t- Willow. Where's so, Mar- so Willow.
1: Where's 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 Mad Margan in this? Mad Maggie's
2: like out fulfilling his lust He just likes killing yeah. Sam. He's, he's killing he's Kale. He's right.
1: So he's Aragorn. He's doing the Aragorn thing while the while yes. the hobbits are, are taking out the One Ring. Meanwhile, Got the it. ring, Got the it.
2: ring is the ring is lying on the like the slaughter <laughs> altar, um, just you know about to get run through.
1: And and the, and this ritual of like again, again, this is why I think you need the context, you need the backstory, because why can they not just there's there we go, the baby's dead. We could have done that at the first castle where we got it. Where we got it, like, why couldn't they have just done that then? And th- and we never, I think, adequately get that explained to us. And thus, you're like, what What's happening? I mean, I get, I, I get that we're going to try and kill the evil queen, but surely the point is we're we trying to save the baby. But I don't know why they didn't just get on with it. And it's 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 really quite poor storytelling. I think, I think is- we shouldn't we shouldn't forget how poor it is that three of us who've watched this movie don't really know what's going on other than Joe, who you've seen it enough times. But you know what I mean? There's not there's not well, adequate storytelling at all for this. Uh, there is. A,
2: the, the plot's kind of like almost a second... The, the main plot's almost a subplot, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is all, not, all the we, funny things this... that happen
1: on screen, yeah.
2: This is the
0: point where the movie kind of falls down for me in terms of, like... <laughs> you got all to hear it. you got, <laughs> you got one, two hours, eight minutes I, in, No, but it was out. fun and we were doing the stuff and, like, it was silly and yes. you had the transitions yes. and the monsters and the trolls. And this is kind of like... You it have not troll. managed, in, in two hours of movie time, to make me give two shits about this baby whose name... I do not want you to tell <laughs> me again, Joe, just to be clear. I can't remember.
1: Um, don't tell Emmanuel. us. Emmanuel. Um, no, I'm no, not Emmanuel. sure
2: it's that. Um, Ed, Ed,
1: no it's like it's Ed Emmanuel, isn't it something like that it's like a it's double it's
2: Elora or something Elora Dannen. I said I still didn't want to hear it
0: again
1: push something important out of my mind like a
0: pin number or something Joe I can't well, drive so, now <laughs> exactly I can't remember which which way I, how we get out of this room um, <laughs> good so, we don't care about the baby. And I don't know if you guys felt that. Like we don't care about the baby. <laughs> I don't care. Like, a shit. <laughs> I mean, The main Willow cast don't care about the baby. literally nothing to gain from like, saving this baby. Honestly, at any point in this movie, you could turn around and go, I'm off home, I'll see you later. Nothing yeah. changes. And it's fine. But hey, who would have like killed the toaster? Minutes, 20 minutes of the film in this tower with this queen screaming and looking increasingly harried and things.
1: Mm, yeah. And, it, and, and just none of it is... It's just none of it is particularly even. Um, even I uh, think the performance from G. Marsh as a, as the Queen, like mm, uh, it's kind of not really that. Uh, she's 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 not uh, she's not selling it enough. It's not kind of like overacting, but it's also not subtle enough to to have any interest because the, the you don't queen. have any reason. Like why is she evil? Why does she? Why she's not really in it? She's barely in it. She's in it at the
2: start when she's there killing babies. <clears throat> And then you have all of a like, SS henchmen going around killing babies for father, and then she comes back at the end to turn everybody into pigs, basically. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you know, if Willow kills the toaster. Um, well, then we you have the, the kind of, like,
0: the... I'm sure on paper sounded really, really good. Like, let's have Willow, like, save the day by doing his disappearing pig trick. But, like... I don't know. I don't buy that they. I don't. It allows. What happens here? So he says, I've disappeared the baby. And the queen goes, yeah. no. And then she just
2: explodes. She tips over a bowl. So she was doing the ritual to <laughs> kill the baby. She tips over this bowl of. I don't know if it's meant to be blood. If it is, it looks terrible because it's like a bright red almost. And um, she tips it all over the floor, which breaks the ritual and makes the lightning strike her. And she goes, bang, and dies. But, like. All this disappearing the baby does is be
0: like, well, I'm going to kill you with this one now, but wasn't she going to do that anyway? What have we achieved here? <laughs> made, achieved, made her angry. For all intents and purposes, as far as the script is concerned, Willow does his magic trick. We're all like, he saved her, not because he's a great magician, but because he's like already knew this thing because of who he is. Great. That's a great through line for your movie. And then the witch explodes and you're like, I'm sorry, what? And then the witch <laughs> yeah. explodes, of course. And you're like, I don't know how... The thing we talked about affects that thing that you've just said. Like, there's no connection whatsoever with those two things. <laughs> it's right, the it, queen because- is shocked, then she explodes. Um- Why? Why does she explode? (laughs) Oh, she she, just explodes. You see, she was shocked by this thing Willow did. So then she explodes. You've said I get that, but why? She
2: she tips over the bowl of you've explained this tomato soup. It's not made it any clearer. No, (laughs) that's that's what that's what that's what killed her though. Like she tips over the tomato soup and lightning strikes her. You know. So she gets electrocuted. That that's how she dies. It's a terrible way to go. I'm not trying to like make any like claim that it isn't. (laughs) Is it? It's not a good idea. Worse than being thrown
0: off a cliff as an infant.
1: Apparently, apparently she's banished from the world. She she manages to that by spilling the blood. According to Wikipedia, she banishes herself from the world. And that's that's, blood.
2: That looks terrible. If that's apparently it's
1: ritual blood. I don't know. I don't know. Banished from the world. Is that the term we're using for like? obliterated like <laughs> yeah. oh, when all those people in but the russian right, got banished the, from the world the the point of this uh, i i do i do respect i do respect the, the stories the, the writing of we have this pig trick at the start and it's And it's kind of like, ah, he's a bit of a loser. You know, he can't. Because it goes
2: wrong because the pig runs away. Yeah, it comes out. It's fun, right? It's So basically, this only works because baby can't move on its own. So the baby stays hidden. That's the only reason it works. Yeah.
1: But the pig disappearing trick is on a table, uh, like presumably a table that has a little slot that the pig falls down and then it escapes at the start of the film. Later on, there's no table. There's nothing. He doesn't have his trick. Table with him. So how is he doing this? And maybe he's using magic. We don't necessarily see that. And I would have liked it if we'd seen. Well, he No longer has
2: the wand. The wand's been taken off. No, finally.
1: use the wand, and exactly use the wand, and then it could be. Oh, he's finally figured out. He's not just fucking things up and making things much worse. But like, oh, Bav- Baviem
2: has the Baviem has the one now.
1: He could use it, and then he could use it to, um, you know, Varakadava, the yeah. the the queen and it would all make a little bit more sense rather than just things happen and then end of the movie. You know, we Lightning. get to see everyone happy and the eagles come and rescue them all from the volcano. Is that, that one? No, oh, no, different Mary film. Very Eagle Eagle. Um,
0: so where do we sit on this? Like... I enjoyed this. I didn't hate it. I, I, I know that the last 10 minutes will make it seem like I really despise this movie. I didn't hate it, obviously. Joe will come to you last, I think, because of all your rampant nostalgia. You really want to try and, like, force that down. Um, like,. I think, I think there's some really fun bits about this movie. I really like uh, Warwick Davies' performance and Val Kilmer's performance. That's kind of it for the performances I liked. Um, <laughs> I really like the look of it generally, like this 80s kind of... like It's all filmed in Wales, and guess what? Wales is already pretty good-looking, so half the job is done for you there. Uh, also the filmed set... in New Zealand. Mm.
1: A bit yeah, New Zealand, yeah. A few scenes in New Zealand, yeah.
0: And apparently j- of, uh, some stock footage they took in China... Um, but they weren't allowed to go and film there as discussed because George Lucas was like, I'm going to film this in China. All right, George Lucas, whatever, China, Wales. Free culture
1: revolution. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and then, like, I, I, again, I really enjoyed the comedy bits of this movie. I think it like stops it from getting bogged down in how deeply, deeply silly... A lot of this like fantasy tropey nonsense is. Uh, you know, Mad Madigan, like to Madigan Mardigan or whatever his name could possibly be, Val Kilmer. <laughs> it's been an hour and Mad twenty Kilmer, minutes. We still can not Mad do Kilmer. It. Like, when he, honestly, when he when they run out of camelot and they turn around and they kind of look at each other, it's a Monty Python joke, but it lands so perfectly. The timing is excellent and they run it back is. in and i am i am there laughing at the tv and i'm like and that's kind of what the, i i hope i remember this movie that way because i'm certainly never fucking watching it again because it's way <laughs> too long uh if this movie was 90 minutes i'd be like oh this could be a fun like rom no this movie's 2 hours and 12 minutes or whatever it is so it's, no thank it, you
1: it's a it's a great example of of like you you need to you need to really really work on your script you need to really work on your story it needs to be less syllables in these names please yes it needs to be really really cogent like you've got to, you've got to be able to explain it all in a in in an elevator and i think that if if we had a movie that was written by some unknown loser you know with a podcast we would be sitting Coming there soon. Coming through, we're trying to rack our brains it's like how do we get this thing to happen to this thing how, what is what is the progression we're going to take how are we going to be able to achieve this and I think because I, I'm going to say because you've got such a big name behind this in Lucas I think the, the movie just doesn't really have to do that, it's all, it's almost like we wrote we have a movie and then we wrote the script to figure out what we're going to do with all these cool sets I hate to, say, what's it, going I hate to say
0: it but you didn't have, it's kind of like and I don't mean to attack the prequels but I am going to right now Um, like, it's kind of the same problem with the prequels, is that George Lucas is this huge, like, guy, um, and obviously has a certain aesthetic he likes, and we see that in the prequels, we see that in this movie, like, and but, it doesn't make for a great film, like, from a story point of view, so I think that, like, without a studio saying, I don't know, George, try I don't know, George, like, make it snappier, make it better, like, you know, or without hiring a you know a really great like script doctor to 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 say, George, I like this, but what I would change is all of these things. Like without yeah. that, you kind of end up with a bit of a you know mess of a movie, and maybe this isn't as bad as it's not as extreme as the prequels in terms of like I still enjoyed all it the rampant racism and like unfunny bits, and yeah. obviously he was in the director's chair for that a lot as so- well, but like this. It just needed maybe like, Joe to and explain why things are happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. Joe, tell us why. Are we, why are we wrong? Um, why is I mean, this the greatest movie ever?
2: Now I don't think you are. To be fair, having watched it um, <laughs> in my in, in current, but I think as a child, I can understand why I have such fond memories for this because um, it is genuinely entertaining. It has everything you want. It's kind of like a. You know, not necessarily young, young, but like you know, early teens, or whatever. This is an entertaining film. It's got a lot going on. It's got a pretty strong cast. Where Davis and Val Kilmer are doing the thing. It's funny. There's funny bits to it. It is almost like a Muppets film, um, in some ways. And you've also got the action bits and things, which isn't great. It isn't that well done? You know, the fighting isn't very well choreographed or anything. <laughs> However, we haven't you know, even
0: mentioned how poorly choreographed the fight. Yeah, tell us things you
1: like, Joe. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I have, yeah. It's entertaining, and I think that's the main thing that has it going for me. The story is non-existent, but I can cares.
0: totally understand why, if you were 10 years old, this would be your favourite movie. Like, exactly. I really, really can. Um, and uh, I just maybe wish I'd watched it as a kid, Joe, and maybe I'd have some of that like nostalgia, but I just don't. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm a 31-year-old man,
1: and this is a silly fantasy movie. <laughs> yeah, which is and fine. And that's okay, though, isn't it? It's okay yeah. to have that. It's okay to have films that just live in their own world aren't interested in, in exploring bigger issues and uh, that's called Lord of the Rings as well but it's just more competently yeah. done do you know what yeah. I mean so uh, well in, in the
0: defence of this movie it's it's like an hour shorter than the Lord of the Rings and even the first yeah. one so yeah. that is a plus <laughs> that's a plus well done and, and there's
2: no Ents that's the other good the other plus oh yeah, there's, there's no plus. Ents
1: in the Fellowship Joe which is why it's the best Lord of the Rings movie <laughs> yeah. um, it's a good treat I'm I'm really glad we watched this so it's, it, again it's one of those like nice little cultural blind spots for me that been able to to delve into uh, something like this and I think that you know the nostalgia is a powerful thing nostalgia is a powerful thing we, and we should respect Joe's nostalgia for this film
0: it is we should and also like as usual this isn't a boring movie so like maybe give it a watch yeah if you've got I mean, two hours you got know, to kill. i I'm not yeah. I'm not your father so you, you do what you like um <laughs> but you know maybe give two it a
2: hour, two, two hours to kill you know there's worse things to do with two hours
0: absolutely I should there's say better things because, but. because we never say it on a signing off um, if you've gotten this far into the podcast please 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 uh, send us a tweet or review the podcast or tell your friends about it I mean maybe don't tell your friends you've listened to this uh, Central standing <laughs> will go right down send
1: them, send uh, them a but, send them a better episode yeah go through and reach out and to figure us it.
0: on twitter Uh, Make some work for Sam. uh, Or at, is it imaginarypod at uh, gmail.com?
1: It is, uh, no, it's imaginarymoviepodcast at gmail.com. It's the full thing. You can also go, if you just go onto our anchor page in the podcasting app, it's all there. It's all there for you to send us a message.
0: Just sling us a review if you fancy as well. That'd be nice. Uh, But we'll be back next week to uh, destroy more treasured childhood nostalgia.